I'm going to make a bold statement. I think this episode you're about to listen to is quite possibly the best episode we have uploaded here on the Dishing Up Digital podcast. Today, I am interviewing the amazing Maureen. She is an 18-year-old social media strategist. Yes, you did hear that right. She is only 18 years old and she's already built up an incredible online business and has booked out her services primarily using TikTok. So I actually discovered Maureen on TikTok as well. And I was looking for other social media managers, business owners to follow. This was quite a few months ago now when I was really trying to get into TikTok and just find my my circle, my area that I loved. And she is one of the creators that has made me fall in love with TikTok. I love the way that she utilizes the platform, but she's also just like a genuine soul and a really good person. So I reached out to her on Instagram and I don't do this very often these days, but I was just like, I have to interview this girl. I have to get her on the podcast. And I am so glad I did. And I get to share this conversation with you all because it's full of so many golden nuggets. We talked about all things TikTok strategy, how to grow on the platform, what you need to be doing, how often you should be posting, the kind of content that's going to help you go viral. But we also talked about Maureen's personal entrepreneurial journey, how she got started, and her story is a really inspirational one. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as I did. I'm definitely going to be listening to it at least two more times and taking notes. So if you haven't already, make sure you've got a notebook with you, or if you're driving, Just be careful not to crash into any trees with any aha moments. (laughs) But yeah, with that all out of the way, let's dive into today's episode. And don't forget to please share a screenshot of you listening to today's episode on your Instagram stories. Please tag me and Maureen. All of those details to our social pages will be down in the description of today's episode. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Dishing Up Digital Podcast. I'm your host, Alan, a former nine-to-five escapee turned six-figure business owner. This is your place to learn everything there is to know about building your dream life and career as a social media manager. Whether you're just starting out and feeling lost and confused, or you want to take your current business to the next level and double your income, this is the podcast for you. Social media is such a powerful platform and it's enabled me to book out my services and smash the six-figure milestone with only 3,000 Instagram followers. So grab a cup of tea, coffee, a glass of rosé with me, and let's turn those dreams into a reality. I would love to start off just hearing a little bit more about your journey, Maureen. Why social media management? Why did you want to get into marketing and how you, I guess, fell on starting your own business? Because that's a pretty bold move. For sure. It was actually pretty accidental. About four years ago when I was still in high school, I started an organic cosmetic company because I was allergic to everything in my life. And I realized, you know, store-bought products weren't working for me. So I decided I'm going to fix this problem by designing something to fix the problem. Um, and, and at the time, I didn't even know what entrepreneurship was. And then I just started an Etsy store, started selling them. Long story short, ended up getting banned on Etsy for being under 18, because apparently, I guess that's not legal. Um, but I realized- Scandalous. I- <laughs> Scandalous, Exactly. Um, But I realized I loved entrepreneurship. And then after doing that, I ran that for about three years, um, just 
kind of during school. Like if I would, if I was like in a class, I'd be like sending out emails. I'd be working on my business, running that, mailing out orders. Um, and then I decided because of that, I realized my favorite part of running that business was driving all the sales organically off of social media. So because of that, I ended up applying for a job working at, at a magazine as their social media strategist and their social media manager. I ended up getting the job there and absolutely loved it. From there, I ended up working at a polo club doing their social media management. Then I moved over to a winery and did some of their social media management and strategy. So I was kind of hopping all over the place in different niches and realizing, wow, I absolutely love marketing. Um, and I had always planned on going to college to you know, get a degree in business or just go to college because that was always the plan. And then half accidentally, I applied to a nine to five style marketing job at this big marketing agency that mandated a college degree. And they mandated that you have four years of experience outside of college. And after like three interviews with like algorithm experts and all this stuff about marketing and social media strategy, it was like pretty hardcore. They like offered me the job, like full salary and benefits. And I like outbeat like the 50 year olds that were applying. And I realized maybe I don't need a college degree after all. So I decided that's when I would start my own marketing agency instead of working for someone else. So that's how I kind of went from being kicked off of Etsy to just running my own marketing agency instead. That is such an amazing story. I can tell we've got a real hustler here <laughs> from high school. Um, I can definitely relate to that. I was always that girl like, let's start a business or like, talking to my friends, like, do you want to start this blog with me? And do you want to sell jewelry with me? So I absolutely love that. And a bold decision to turn down a full-time role, all of those benefits. What was going through your head when you actually turned down that job and you were like, you know, telling friends and family, I'm going to go out on my own. Did people think you were a little bit crazy? <laughs> A little bit. When I got the email from that company, I was shocked they offered it to me because it was such a great job opportunity. Um, and I'd say for, I probably sat with that email for a week before I emailed back and like made a decision. And I really thought on it and I thought like, what do I want my dream life to look like? Yeah, I want to be conventionally deemed successful. And yes, I want to be working an amazing job. But do I want to be doing that for someone else? And on a limb, I was like, I don't think I want to work this job and never have any time off unless they hand me time off. And once I read through kind of just your standard nine to five, like if you read through the thing, I was like, you know what, I think I want more than Christmas and Christmas Eve off each year. So I sent back the email that I wasn't going to accept the opportunity and they were shocked because I think they thought I would like run for that since I was 18. Um, and then when I turned it down, I had the mentality of burn all the bridges that like not burn the bridges of the company, super friendly with the company, but burn any bridge that didn't lead to success. So I got rid of any option for failure because I was like, well, now I have to make this work. Like I need to make an income off my own business. And I feel like by putting myself in that corner, it actually helped contribute to the success of my now marketing agency. So I'm really glad I made myself uncomfortable and said no to them. 
I love that. They must have been like, how dare you? Like, who is this 18-year-old girl just like saying no to us? I love it. And what I also love about your story is I constantly get social media managers asking me, do I need a degree? And I think you're, you know, you're the proof that it doesn't actually have to come down to that piece of paper, that qualification. It's about how you work, how you gain that real world experience. And obviously you coming from, you know, running your Etsy business, that was your foundational experience. And then putting yourself out there for other opportunities. That's how you built your business, which I think is so awesome. And before we jumped into this interview, we were sort of chatting on Instagram about your sort of job title and what it is you do. And you call yourself a social media strategist, having moved from social media management into social media strategy. For those that might be new, could you maybe explain the difference between the two and why you made that shift? For sure. Yeah. So when I was a social media manager for those three previous companies, I would do things like logging into the accounts, creating Canva graphics, going to the events, filming the events, editing the footage, posting the footage for them, doing all the hashtag research, really coming up with a strategy. So I feel like when you're a social media manager, you're pretty much doing everything and you become the voice of that brand online. And what I realized being a social media manager is I loved having that complete control over the account's success because I could essentially, if I put in more work, there would be more success. But I realized I wasn't an expert in the industry that I was being hired in, kind of depending on the industry. For example, like when I was working for a polo club, yes, I understood polo to a certain extent, but I didn't understand it as well as the CEO of the polo club did. So I realized there would be so much more power in teaching the CEO of any of these businesses how to act on the strategy. That way it could be their unique voice in the post. So now that I'm a social media strategist, I work with business owners and entrepreneurs and essentially the leaders of companies to turn their expertise and their niche into a message online that really brings in clients. And for anyone listening that kind of wants to become a social media strategist, essentially what I do is I get on Zoom calls and I help them come up with a plan. But then I don't actually log into the account and act on that plan. And I feel like it's important to be a social media manager first before you jump into social media strategy, or you have to have an account where you have proven it works well on your account, because in order to be a social media strategist, you have to have some sort of like testimonial or something that went really well. That way you're able to charge for just getting on a Zoom call and telling people how to do it rather than doing it for them. Um, I think there's definitely more freedom in being a social media strategist and you just have to choose which pathway aligns best with your personality because I have some friends that they love being social media managers because of the control you can have over an account success. Whereas for me personally, I love being a strategist. I love that. Absolutely all about like leaning into you and what you personally want is something that I can see as like a common thing in your entire story. It's like, okay, what do I want my life to look like? And I think it's important that we all actually sit down and think about what is my definition of success? Because I think a lot of people they kind of just adopt other people's ideas. They're like, oh, cool, the corporate, you know, career, climbing the ladder, the fancy suits. And then in reality, a lot of people are like, actually, I want to only work for a couple of hours a day and then hang out with my kids or 
go on adventures hiking or swimming you know it's about what you think a successful life is which is so awesome to hear that you're already thinking thinking about that at your age now one of my favorite questions to ask podcast guests because we can kind of we we love social media management and there's a lot of highs involved but I always like to ask people what would be their favorite part of their job and also the flip side the biggest challenge or hardest part of their job I love that question. I think that's awesome. Initially, when I went into it, I had no idea what to expect as the highs or the lows kind of in the industry. And now that I'm in it, I love the idea of any money I make in my business, I reinvested in myself to a certain extent, which was a mindset I never had before. Um, so I feel like some of the highs of running my own social media marketing agency is the ability to set my own hours and really, um, use the money I'm able to make and reinvest it in things that I absolutely love, as well as the ability to cut out things that don't spark joy. Um, so like anytime I'm working with a client that I am not absolutely thrilled about working with, I can get rid of them as a client, no hard feelings and just move on so like anytime I'm not feeling fulfilled in my life I have total control to remove that from my life or bring in more of what makes me happy so that was definitely one of I guess like a continual really moment that makes me really happy in my business so I definitely say that would be a high um and then I guess if you want to tie it to like a concrete idea hitting my first over $10,000 a month at 18 was like kind of shocking to me. I had to interrupt you with a clap there because that is such (laughs) a milestone. Congrats. Thank you. Yeah, I did not think that was possible. Um, I know you always see videos on your For You page of people saying it's easy to hit your first $10,000 a month. I watched those videos for four years and I was like, no way. And it's not easy, but it is simple in your day-to-day task. So for anyone that sees those videos, it's not going to be easy, but it will be simple. And then I would say the low or like the flip side of that, um, I got to a point where I was generating so many organic leads for my business that I thought that I had to like make sure I took full advantage of all of them. So there was a time when I was taking 10 hours of Zoom calls back to back with no break. Like every time the hour hit, I would jump from one strategy call to the next strategy call. And I did that for about three weeks of like, I was living on Zoom calls. Um, I call it my peanut butter era because I was eating spoonfuls of peanut butter in between the hours. And that was the only way I was able to get in enough calories um, in between Zoom calls. Um, And looking back on that, it was a little bit overwhelming. And now I realize it's my business. If I want less hours, I can raise my pricing and make the exact same amount each month. Or I can just decide to lower my hours because I have total control. So once I got in that mindset, I realized I never had to have that low again in my business of like not getting sleep and having to burn yourself out. So I really, looking back, I'm glad it happened. Yeah. Sometimes you have to go through those moments to actually be like, okay, I need to raise my, raise my prices or I need to take control of this situation because it's all well and good to look at it and be like, yeah, my business is going to be so great. I'm going to have all these boundaries and it's going to be so organized. But when you're in the thick of it, it is hard to say no. It is hard to make those tough decisions like raising your prices. And I have to ask, were those organic leads all primarily coming from TikTok for you? 
Yeah, shockingly, all of them, I'd say 98% of them came directly off of TikTok, which I used to be the person that hated TikTok, which is crazy now that I'm a TikTok strategist. I would look at people on TikTok and be like, that is the biggest waste of time for your life. Why are you on an app covered in dancing teenagers? Like, there's no point TikTok. And then I realized TikTok is a platform filled with consumers and there's not enough creators and there's barely any businesses on TikTok. So if you want a business and you're a creator that can create content consistently, it's like an untapped market because I feel like Facebook or Instagram, you've got a lot of ads, you've got a lot of businesses that understand the power of it. Whereas TikTok, since it's relatively new, it's all fun easily consumed content um so if you can turn that and make it entertaining for business you can drive so many organic leads so that time when um driving that amount of leads and I still drive an insane amount of leads they're all coming off of TikTok which I never expected to happen because I had always been in Instagram marketing for those previous companies and I never allowed myself to even download TikTok on my phone because I was opposed to the idea, honestly. Oh my gosh. I was the same boat. I like literally refused to be part of it. And then I only joined TikTok because it got to the part where I was kind of like, okay, it's ridiculous. I can't call myself a social media specialist and not even know how to like post a TikTok. I need to be on the app. And I tried to hate it. I was like, you know, I'm just going to post things and we'll just see how it goes. Like just have fun with it. And then like you, it was the leads that started coming in when I was, you know, getting course sales and I'd introduce myself and be like, Hey, we haven't met. Like, thank you for signing up for my course. Where'd you find me? Every time TikTok. And it was just like this little penny drop for me being like, Oh, I get it now. This is why everybody loves TikTok. And Mm -hmm. what would you say to people who were like us in the past, who are hesitant to try this app, who maybe actually have a little bit of fear around trying something new. You know, a lot of us have loved and worshipped Instagram for many years and really mastered it or are still trying to master it. And maybe the thought of another app is scary and overwhelming. What would you say to those other creators and social media managers out there? For sure. I think I would definitely tell them that with TikTok, it's like a, it's a long-term term gain game, but there's more ability for almost guaranteed success. Uh, For example, on Instagram, you can only post like one reel a day, or I mean, theoretically, you could post two, three reels a day, but you're not going to see an increase in followers after a certain extent. You just can't post 52 times a day and expect to grow really fast in three months. Whereas on TikTok, you can post as many times as you want every single day and keep bringing in viral traffic. And I feel like the TikTok algorithm isn't isn't as finicky in the sense of like, you put out a lot of content, you're going to get a lot of views and they're going to drive to your page and it's simple and you don't have to worry about static posts and you don't have to worry about crushing your stories. You don't have to worry about... It's a very simplistic approach to social media where you really just have to close your eyes to the numbers and post consistently. When I first got on TikTok, I pretended it was like working out. I'm going to post every single day for three months and I don't care if I gain any followers. It's just going to be a habit. And then you start to realize just like going to the gym, you don't see yourself getting fit in the day to day you look back and all of a sudden you go, wow, I have an audience of almost 10,000 people 
And all I did was post short form video content. So it's really like, if you're hesitant about getting on TikTok, I love the idea that TikTok, you can reach strangers, whereas Instagram, I feel like you're always seeing your aunt or your uncle or someone that met you from five years ago. And on TikTok, I notice when I'm working with a business owner, they're able to post more authentically because they know they're reaching strangers and not people that have met them in a previous job or something. So what I did when I started my TikTok, I was uncertain about being on TikTok. Um, and what I did was I just turned off contact sharing so that it wouldn't recommend my videos to people that had my phone number. And that gave me total confidence to post three times a day and not worry about annoying people that I was friends with, which obviously that wouldn't have been an issue. Like you get in these mindsets about posting. Um, so if you're hesitant about starting on TikTok, I always tell business owners, like just remove contact sharing and you're literally just pretend you're posting to no one or pretend you're posting to a million people, just post consistently and it's going to pay off for your business in the long run. Absolutely. And I was going to ask you about your sort of number one TikTok strategy or recommendation, but I feel like you've kind of said it there. Is it kind of the consistency posting at least, you know, two, three times a day? Is that what you re generally recommend to people? Mm -hmm. So for, this is an interesting question. For me, I was able to post two to three times a day and not burn out. And I did that for three months. And for me, that was golden. For a lot of people I work with, that sounds unachievable and it sounds overwhelming. So anytime I work with anyone on their TikTok strategy, I ask them, can you post five videos a week? And if they say, yeah, maybe, okay, that's that's too many. Can you post three times a week? Yes, 100%. Great, post three times a week. Just choose a number that feels achievable and stick to it for the long run and don't go into it thinking, I've got to post 400 times this week. Because for me, that was doable and I'm able to create that much content and not burn out. But for someone else, that might not be doable. And my number one tip for someone to grow on TikTok, or I guess this would be two tips for growing on TikTok, post consistently. And more importantly, the content that you do post, push the results that your offer provides people and stop pushing the features, which that's just marketing in general. And I always tell people that. So many times when people get on TikTok, they say things like, you know, watch my course. I just released this awesome four week training program about nobody's going to nobody's going to want to purchase that. I always say push the results of by watching this course, you're going to skyrocket the success of your business. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. And I feel like once I leaned into cutting features out of all my social media content and only pushing results, my account started taking off left and right. Um, so I would definitely combine those two things together to create a stellar social media presence on any platform, but especially on TikTok nowadays. Mm, I love that. And I think there's definitely... Once you get on TikTok, you begin to understand that results focus, because I think on Instagram, we do get into this habit of talking about like ourselves a little bit. It's all, all about like you and what you're sharing because you've created a community and there's a relationship there and they want to hear about you. But on TikTok, mm -hmm. people are swiping really fast. If they come across a video that it's like, I really want to tell you about this awesome online course that I've just launched versus a video that's like, boom, one of my clients just increased her following by 400% or something ridiculous like that. People are like, oh, who is this chick? And mm -hmm. it sounds so simple. 
but it works and I love it. It's great. What advice do you have for entrepreneurs wanting to start um, their own TikTok, but they're struggling to stay organized and accountable? I love your tip earlier. Like you said, treat it like you're going to the gym, but do you find your clients often get overwhelmed filming all those videos? Where do they put them? Do they draft them? Do you have an organization system? I know people will be dying to ask you this. That's a question I get asked a lot because I'm huge on the organizational side of posting short form video content. I always recommend documentation over creation, Gary V method of literally, I don't care how boring you think your life is, someone on the internet is going to find it interesting. Film yourself. I like right now during this podcast episode, I'm literally filming myself on my iPhone across from my laptop. I'm going to take that 30 minute recording And that's going to be my content for the next week. I'm going to take that after this call and I'm going to splice it into 10 separate short form videos. And that's my TikTok content. It takes me no time to film that. And my feed is going to be filled with content and that content is going to drive more clients for my business. So if you're a business owner, I know that you're probably doing stuff in your business that you could be filming, even if that's filing papers or if that's typing on your laptop or if you're ever on a call, film yourself on that call. So that's how I always encourage people that like just to save time, film yourself doing boring things. And then the other way I'm able to keep my clients motivated or if you're worried about like posting consistently, figure out a why. Why are you even doing this? Why are you posting on TikTok and write it down? I'm huge on creating a vision board or just creating a Google document where you write why you're doing this. For me, I wanted to sign X number of clients. I wanted to hit this revenue. I wanted to have the free time to do X, Y, Z. And I got extremely clear on the end result of why I'm even putting in the work because I noticed there is a very clear defining factor between the people that make it on TikTok and the people that don't. The people that don't have no reason to be posting other than I want to gain followers. And that's, you're never going to, you're going to gain followers, but you'll never hit a place where you feel like, okay, I've made it. Like there is no, you've made it on TikTok because there's no end point. Um, And I guess that's in life in general. You're never going to make it. You're always on the journey, but if you can have a why and you can have some motivation, then you can stay consistent. And then for kind of the nitty gritty organizational side of things, Google spreadsheet for my content ideas, everything goes in a Google spreadsheet. Um, And then for keeping yourself accountable, I schedule any day-to-day task into a Google calendar. And then inside of my Google Drive, I've created essentially, I think there's about nine buckets. I have short form content that needs to be edited. I've got TikTok content, Instagram content, Pinterest content, YouTube shorts content. And I essentially create a little ecosystem of after it goes out on TikTok, it gets put into the reels folder, then it gets put in the next folder. And it just cycles through really, really seamlessly. So I've got about 600 short form videos in that Google Drive. So I'm good for content probably for the next six months if I wanted to. I could just stop filming and I'd be good. Um, So I definitely recommend people setting up a system that works for them in Google Drive or on your iPhone or on your phone. Like that is key organization. You're You're running a business, but you're also running an organization. So it needs to be organized. 
Absolutely. And I really love how simple you've made it there. It's just Google Drives. It's dragging videos from one place to another, making sure they are, you know, lined up and ready to be posted on one platform. You're also not wasting content there, right? If you've gone to the effort to make a fantastic TikTok, why not pop that over on Reels, on YouTube Shorts? You're really making the most of it. And I also love what you said there around content is almost everywhere. When you actually look at what you're doing in your day, there's so many fantastic moments to capture. There's so many opportunities. And I think once you develop that mindset, you almost like, like, I don't know, like you untap this content beast and it's just like, (laughs) suddenly you'll be like, you know, you'll end up in your shoes where you have 600 videos in a Google drive and you're like, how did this happen? And I think people (laughs) just need to release that that pressure or that fear around making lots of video because we have been kind of in this Instagram hole where it is just like, oh, a couple of videos a week and that's that's it, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think it's all about changing that mindset in terms of how we market our business. There was something else that you said there that I loved and now it's just totally slipped my mind. There's too many nuggets of gold, Maureen. Like I'm going to go <laughs> have to re-listen to this episode with my notebook <laughs> and be like, oh my gosh, this is so good. <laughs> but thank you so much for making the time to come on to the Dishing Up Digital podcast. I really, really appreciate it. Where can people find you? I'm going to pop all your links in the uh, episode description of today's um, chat, but where can people find you? Where can they connect with you further? For sure. So I'm on essentially every single social media platform. However, I would recommend following me at, at Maureen's Marketing on Instagram and on TikTok. That's where I'm really sharing the most value for social media managers or business owners and entrepreneurs. Um, And if anyone ever wants to jump on a free strategy call, that's how I kind of run my business. That's how I get to a point where I have 10 hours of Zoom calls. So definitely jump on a chat with me because I love helping other business owners. Um, But thank you so much for having me on today, Ellen. That was so great to chat with you. Yeah, it's been awesome. I hope everyone else is in the same boat as me right now. Like I need to go film some TikToks, like feeling inspired. (laughs) So that was fantastic. And yeah, we'll leave today's episode there. Thank you, Maureen.